You're listening to Whispers of a Witch. The Vampire Bride by Henry Thomas Little I am come, I am come once again from the tomb in return for the ring which you gave, that I am thine and that thou art mine. This nuptial pledge receive. He lay like a corse neath the demon's force as she wrapped him in a shroud and she fixed her teeth, his heart, beneath, and she drank of the warm lifeblood. And ever and anon murmured the lips of stone, soft and warm as this couch of thine. Thou tomorrow be laid on a colder bed, Albert, that bed will be mine. Whispers of a Witch Vampire by Conrad Aiken. She rose among us where we lay. She wept. We put our work away. She chilled our laughter, stilled our play, and spread a silence there. And darkness shot across the sky. And once and twice we heard her cry and saw her lift white hands on high and toss her troubled hair. What shape was this who came to us, with basilisk eyes so ominous, with mouth so sweet, so poisonous, and tortured hands so pale? We saw her wavering to and fro, through dark and wind we saw her go, yet what her name was we did not know, and felt our spirits fail. We tried to turn away. But still above we heard her sorrow thrill, and those that slept, they dreamed of ill and dreadful things, of skies grown red with rending flames, and shuddering hills that cracked their frames, of twilight foul with wings, and skeletons dancing to a tune, and cries of children stifled soon, and over all a blood-red moon. A dull and nightmare sighs. They woke and sought to go their ways, yet everywhere they met her gaze, her fixed and burning eyes. Who are you now, we cried to her. Spirit so strange, so sinister. We felt dead winds above us stir, and in the darkness heard a voice fall, singing, glowing sweet, heavily dropping. Though that heat heavy as honeyed pulses beat, slow word by anguished word. And through the night, strange music went, with voice and cry so darkly blent, we could not fathom what they meant, save only that they seemed to thin the blood along our veins, foretelling vile, delirious pains, in clouds divulging blood red rains upon a hill undreamed and this we heard who dies for me he shall possess me secretly my terrible beauty he shall see and slake my body's flame but who denies me cursed shall be 
and slain and buried loathsomely and slimed upon with shame. And darkness fell, and like a sea of stumbling deaths we followed, we who dared not stay behind. There all night long beneath a cloud, we rose and fell, we struck and bowed. We were the plowmen and the plowed. Our eyes were red and blind. And some, they said, had touched her side before she fled us there. And some had taken her to bride. And some leaned down for her and died, who had not touched her hair, ran to and fro, and cursed and cried and sought her everywhere. Her eyes have feasted on the dead. And small and shapely is her head, and dark and small her mouth, they said, and beautiful to kiss. Her mouth as sinister and red as blood and moonlight is. Then poets forgot their jeweled words, and cut the sky with glittering swords, and innocent souls turned carrion birds to perch upon the dead. Sweet daisy fields were drenched with death, the air became a charnel breath. Pale stones were splashed with red. Green leaves were dappled bright with blood. And fruit trees murdered in the bud. And when at length the dawn came green as twilight from the east. And all that heaving horror ceased. Silent was every bird and beast. And that dark voice was gone. No word was there, no song, no bell, no furious tongue that dreamed to tell. Only the dead who rose and fell above the wounded men, and whisperings and wails of pain blown slowly from the wounded grain, blown slowly from the smoking plain, and silence fallen again. Until at dusk, from God knows where, Beneath dark birds that filled the air Like one who did not hear or care Under a blood-red cloud An aged plowman came alone And drove his share through flesh and bone And turned them under to mold and stone All night he plowed Whispers The Vampire by Madison Julius Colleen A lily in a twilight place A moonflower in the lonely night Strange beauty of a woman's face Of wild flower white The rain that hangs a star's green ray Slim on a leaf points restlessness Is not so glimmering green and gray as was her dress, I drew her dark hair from her eyes, and in their depths beheld a while, such shadowy moonlight as the skies of hell may smile. She held her mouth up redly wan, and burning cold I bent and kissed such rosy snow as some wild dawn makes of a mist. God shall not take me from that hour, when round my neck her white arms clung, 
beneath my lips like some fierce flower, her white throat swung. Or words she murmured while she leaned, which words she holds me softly by, the spell that binds me to a fiend until I die. Whispers of a witch. The Vampire by John Stagg Why looks my lord so deadly pale? Why fades the crimson from his cheek? What can my dearest husband ail? Thy heartfelt cares, O Herman, speak. Why at the silent hour of rest dost thou in sleep so sadly mourn? Has thou with heaviest grief oppressed, griefs too distressful to be borne? Why heaves thy breast? Why throbs thy heart? Oh, speak, and if there be relief, thy Gertrude solace shall impart. If not, at least, shall share thy grief. Wan is that cheek? which once the bloom of manly beauty sparkled shoot. Dim are those eyes and pensive gloom that late with keenest luster glowed. Say why too at the midnight hour you sadly pant and tug for breath, as if some supernatural power were pulling you away to death. Restless though sleeping, still you groan and with convulsive horror start. O Herman, to thy wife make known that grief which preys upon thy heart. O Gertrude, how shall I relate the uncommon anguish that I feel? Strange as severe is this my fate, a fate I cannot long conceal. In spite of all my wanted strength, stern destiny has sealed my doom. The dreadful malady at length will drag me to the silent tomb. But say, my Herman, what's the cause of this distress and all thy care, that vulture-like thy vitals gnaws and galls thy bosom with despair? Sure this can be no common grief. Sure this can be no common pain. Speak if this world contain relief that soon thy Gertrude shall obtain. O oh, Gertrude, tis a horrid cause. O oh, Gertrude, tis unusual care that vulture-like my vitals gnaws and galls my bosom with despair. Young Sigismund, my once true friend, but lately he resigned his breath. With others I did him attend unto the silent house of death. For him I wept, for him I mourned, paid all to friendship that was due. But sadly, friendship is returned Thy Herman, he must follow too, must follow to the gloomy grave. In spite of human art or skill, no power on earth my life can save. Tis fate's unalterable will. Young Sigismund, my once dear friend, but now my persecutor foul, doth his malevolence extend into the torture of my soul. By night, when wrapped in soundest sleep, all mortals share a soft repose. My soul doth dreadful vigils keep, more keen than which hell scarcely knows. From the drear mansion of the tomb, from the low regions of the dead, 
The ghost of Sigismund doth roam, and dreadful haunts me in my bed. There vested in infernal guise, by means to me not understood. Close to my side the goblin lies, and drinks away my vital blood. Sucks from my veins the streaming life, and drains the fountain of my heart. O Gertrude, Gertrude, dearest wife, unutterable is my smart. Wind surfeited the goblin dire, with banqueting by suckled gore, will to his sepulchre retire, till night invites him forth once more. Then will he dreadfully return, and from my veins life's juices drain, while a slumbering eye with anguish mourn, and toss with agonizing pain. Already I'm exhausted, spent, his carnival is nearly o'er. My soul with agony is rent. Tomorrow I shall be no more. But, oh, my Gertrude, dearest wife, the keenest pangs have last remained. When dead, I too shall seek thy life. Thy blood by Hermann shall be drained. But to avoid this horrid fate, soon as I'm dead and laid in earth, Drive through my corpse a javelin straight. This shall prevent my coming forth. But watch with me this last sad night. Watch in your chamber here alone, but carefully conceal the light until you hear my parting groan. Then at what time the vesper bell of yonder convent shall be tolled, that peal shall ring my passing knell, and Herman's body shall be cold. And just then, thy lamp make bare. The starting ray, the bursting light, shall from my side the goblin scare and shew him visible to sight. The live-long night, poor Gertrude sate, watched by her sleeping, dying lord. The live-long night she mourned his fate, the object whom her soul adored. Then at what time the vesper bell of yonder convent sadly told. Then was peeled his passing knell, the hapless Herman. He was cold. Just at that moment, Gertrude drew from neath her cloak the hidden light, when dreadful she beheld in view the shade of Sigismund, sad sight. Indignant rolled his ireful eyes that gleamed with wild, horrific stare and fixed a moment with surprise, beheld aghast the enlightening glare. His jaws cadaverous were besmeared with clotted carnage o'er and o'er, and all his horrid hole appeared distant and filled with human gore. With hideous scowl the specter fled, she shrieked aloud, then swooned away. The hapless Herman in his bed, all pale, a lifeless body lay. Next day in council t'was decree, urged at the instance of the state, that shuddering nature should be freed from pests like these ere t'was too late. The choir then burst the funeral dome where Sigismund was lately laid, and found him, though within the tomb, still warm as life and undecayed. With blood his visage was disdained. Ensanguined were his frightful eyes. Each sign of former life remained. 
Save that all motionless he lies. The corpse of Herman they contrive to the same sepulcher to take. And through both carcass they drive deep in the earth a sharpened stake. By this was finished their career. Through this no longer they can roam. From them their friends have naught to fear. Both quiet keep the slumbering tomb. These poems and stories were narrated by Jennifer Ann Scott. Please visit witchvoice.com, and if you'd like to support this podcast and gain access to additional recordings, including a patron-only podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash whispers of a witch. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Witch Voice. Until next time, stay wicked. Stay wicked.